0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <sighs> so I just wanted to talk for just a minute about the presence of God and such a fun thing to talk about. <laughs> but um, just to explain as, before we sing this song. Um, when we talk about the omnipresence of God, we know that God is everywhere. He's, he's all over, everywhere, all the time. But then, even when we don't know He's there, it's, it's still there. <laughs> his Holy Spirit indwells believers at all times, but His manifest presence is something that occurs in our lives as He chooses to reveal Himself. And it's when our awareness is awakened. And so we know that the Holy Spirit is in us. um, But there are times when he comes and rests upon us. And just like Jesus, when he was um, being baptized and the Holy Spirit came in the form of a dove and rested upon him. We can have that same experience with the manifest presence of God coming upon us. And so we're going to sing a song that says when you walk into the room. So it doesn't mean that the Lord isn't already in us as believers. He, he surely is. But there are times when he comes and rests upon us when we invite him. And when he does, everything changes. And sickness has to go. And all the other things that are true about God come into the room. And so We're going to sing that today. I just invite you to stand. I invite you to come up to the front if you need to, if you want to. Um, Some of you, I know, can't even help yourselves. You just get grafted towards the front. That's beautiful. Um, And to worship the Lord however he comes upon you. Because he is already here. And there's something about the gathering as brothers and sisters as sons and daughters, as fathers and mothers, this family coming together. There's something beautiful to Him about that. So I believe He's gonna come and rest upon us and move in a mighty way this morning.
1: Every heart starts burning And nothing matters more than just to sit here at your feet and worship Our hearts are stay See? You.
2: Up there playing it. You know, I'm playing the guitar, I'm, I'm doing the best that I can at several different churches. I've done this. And I always had trouble with this song because it's talking about leaning back against Jesus and feeling his heartbeat and breathing. And I was like, come on, guys, Jesus isn't your boyfriend. Like. And I was like, you know, this is clearly written by Carrie Job or some woman. Who's like, you know, like all these emotion-feeling things that guys don't have. And like, I got past that to be like, okay, like, you know, some people a little more emotionally driven than I who will mature one day, like me. (laughs) And today, I never noticed this song was written by a guy. Yeah. But and the Lord reminded me because I'm thinking about something about like this woman, you know, she comes before Jesus and she anoints his feet with her tears and washes them. And I get that, like you know, this woman just like beautifully ministering to the Lord, but like leaning against him and breathing. When like that was way too much for me. And the Lord was like, "That was John." Like, <laughs> so I got down and I repented. And I was like, Lord. When I was judging the worship of others, you used their worship to judge me. And that might not be what I naturally feel or what I would naturally want to do, but Lord, change my heart and lead me to the place of where I'm like John and I'm going after intimacy with you and it's good and it's beautiful and it's pure and I'm the one that made it weird. So, Lord, would you do that in all of us? Would you teach us to love you? Would you teach us to express love to you in ways that minister to your heart? And God, I'm so grateful that you meet every single one of us where we are. At the age of 42, you're doing something new inside of me and you're revealing to me more of the beauty of what it means to love you and to minister to you. And Jesus, I pray you're doing that to me at 90, 100 if I make that. And Lord, would you do that in every single one of us, every day of our life, and every year, every decade. You're leading us more and more away from what our cultures discipled us into, and what our own preferences are, and you're leading us into what it looks like to love you the way those who walked with you love you, Jesus. And God, I pray that you would continue to use the worship of others to judge us and reveal our own hard-heartedness. Reveal our own love for our own preferences and the places we're not willing to tread out of our own fear. Lord, that we would be willing to be undignified in the eyes of others to bless your heart and love you. But Lord, we don't wanna do this like I did putting on a show, playing guitar, and being a part of it. But Lord, do something inside of our hearts so it is real and it's sincere and it's authentic, Jesus. We trust you to lead us into what it means to minister to you and to have intimacy with you. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. What I want to encourage you to do over the next couple of minutes, would you just take a moment with the Lord and listen to him? Lord, where have I not loved you? Where have I been judging the worship of others? And Lord, I open myself up to allow you to judge me, to bring me into correction, and to lead me day by day into what it means to live with intimacy with you. Over the next two minutes, let's open ourselves up to the Lord and allow him to speak to us. Jesus, you told your disciples that you had more to tell them, but they couldn't bear it, but that your spirit would lead them into all truth. So Father, in the area of worship, we recognize that right now there's areas where we can't even bear all that it is that you're wanting to lead us into. But by your spirit, you will lead us in your time into all truth. So we submit ourselves to that. But we surrender and we submit ourselves to you and say, Lord, come and have your way in us. Teach us to love you. and Teach us to minister to your heart. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Radiant Kids, you are dismissed. Room leaders are in the back to take you to your rooms. And parents, you can pick up your kids after service lets out. A couple of things, real quick. Is one next week? I can't believe it's already next Sunday. Is our Christmas Eve service, and we've been working on the pyrotechnics and the suspension strings. And no, no. Um, but we are having our service we have our 9 30 prayer meeting like always and then we have our 10:30 service it's going to be a family service no kids ministry they're all going to be in here with us and we're going to spend some time celebrating jesus and uh teaching just briefly on what jesus means for us here and now and we'll have a, light some candles and sing and it'll just be a beautiful service so i encourage you come out for that and then also on new year's eve Uh, The following Sunday, we're having our normal 930, 1030 service. And again, that will be a family service with the kids in here with us. And in that service, we're going to take some time uh, to really be grateful and to remember what it is that the Lord has done over this last year amongst us. One of the things that the Lord's telling his people to do often is, uh, you know, build a memorial, uh, you know, build an altar. Remember what it is that I've done tell others the things that I have done and so we're going to take that as a time to be able to share testimonies of what the Lord has done over this last year and two things will happen as we do that one is Jesus receives glory and number two is it builds faith in your brothers and sisters here in the family with you to believe God's faithfulness for themselves and so if you have some testimonies you'd like to share, uh, go ahead and let us know. You can email those in. Um, go to our website. There's a contact form. You can let us know. Uh, you can talk to me. Um, I'd love to hear it. We're not going to make you get up here and share it. We're just going to be able to, you know, from the stage, read out, share some of the stories. It can be completely anonymous if you want. But we want to create opportunities for Jesus to receive glory and for faith to be built in the lives of the rest of the family. And then it seems that there was something else I was supposed to say. But... I'm not teaching today, so I don't have my notes in front of me. Um yeah, I guess it wasn't that important. It probably was, but Oh, big give, there it is important. It's a big thing. Big give is uh, we talked about that last week and there are three things that we're asking you to pray and to uh, consider giving towards at the Lord's leadership. And when it comes to things like this, we give freely and we give generously. There's no compulsion. We just wanna get before the Lord and pray and listen to his leading. We are stewards of everything he's given us. And so Lord, how would you ask me to use what you've entrusted to me uh, according to your will, and so the three different areas of focus this year is one: Christ for India, continuing to support what Pastor Abraham's doing, caring for the poor um, in India, and just an incredible ministry. If you've been here a while, you've heard him speak. We just love him and are so grateful. Maybe the Lord will have you give to support what past, Pastor Pastor what Pastor Abraham's doing in India. Number two is uh, you can give to locally what the Lord is doing right here, meeting some of the needs of even people inside of this church family and. So some of the needs inside of our city. Uh, And then the third one, and I'm already hearing some really cool stories about this, is to give as the church, you don't have to give to the church corporately, is that you can listen to the Lord and how he would have you give as the church to people that you have influence with. Um, Maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's a friend, a coworker, someone that you know, and the Lord is going to stir up your heart to give them something Uh, in his name to meet a real need that they have. And I'm already hearing incredible stories of generosity of people doing that already. And so be praying this month. As you give, and if you want to give to, uh, uh, to Pastor Abraham, you can give to Big Give India, either online or drop it in the box in the back there. Uh, if you want to give Big Give local, you can select that online at radianta2.com or denote that as you give in the box. Or if you're just going to give to someone as the Lord leads you, um, you know, classmate, like whatever it is just give to them in the name of Jesus and as we do that the Lord will do incredible things but I trust there's no metrics there's no we're going for this this is going to be successful if we hit this it's whatever the Lord asks us to do we're going to do that and we're not setting any conditions or goals other than faithfulness to him so be praying about how the Lord would have you give and then partner with him in your giving well this morning Uh, Margaret is going to be sharing a word with us. Absolutely love her. She is a mother in this house. And so Margaret, come on up here and let me give you a hand. I love you. Thank you.
3: Hey man, let me get it all together here. I got phone, Bible, Bible notes, whatever. God is so good. Good morning afternoon or whatever it is I'm just so full of joy right now I don't know so you guys help me get through this okay talk to me amen amen I'm just so joyful if you guys knew what was going on right now you would be up hollering and screaming with me but I can't tell you what it is but I'm just so joyful My baby is leaping up inside of me. These women know that, that's carrying these babies. But what I'm talking about today is Emmanuel. We hear this song, oh, come, oh, come, oh, Emmanuel. But we sing that. Do we really know what we're singing? Do we really know? Emmanuel is God with us. God close to us. One of the most comforting of all names and titles of Jesus, Emmanuel. I know we prayed for an Emmanuel this morning in in prayer, and, and then it just got me to thinking about Emmanuel. God is with us. It is his role, bringing his presence to man. Emmanuel. Think about it. His presence is with us, describes the very nature of Jesus. God came, Jesus came, God was in Jesus, reconciling the world to himself. And that's God with us. Jesus is God who became human. He came and lived among us. Uh, He wanted a way to be with us, so he was gracious. God was gracious to send the Messiah, God, with us, so we'll never be alone. You know, sometimes we feel alone. I know some people who are single, they say, oh, I'm so alone, but you have a husband, and we still feel alone. But God is with us. Now, isn't that good news? How come y'all just looking at me? God is with us. And I'm going to tell you how he's with us. God with us started way back in the Garden of Eden. He was there, right? He always wanted a relationship with us. But of course, you know what happened with Adam and Eve. I don't have to go through that whole story. And so everything went along. They did what they did, Adam and Eve. But the promise of Emmanuel was prophesied in Isaiah and was a promise to Judah's King Ah Ahaz. Ahaz was something else. But I'm gonna read the story and I'll get to Emmanuel in a minute. Isaiah seven, you can turn there if you want to, but I'm reading out of the message because the message makes it a good story. I love the message sometime. During the time, I'm starting at the first verse, that Ahaz, son of Jotham, son of Uzziah, was king of Judah, king Rezan of Aram, and king Pekah, son of Ramalia, now I might be really messing up these names, so forgive me, of Israel, they attacked Jerusalem, but the attack sputtered out. When the Davidic government learned that Aram had joined forces with Ephraim, that is Israel, Ahaz and his people were badly shaken. Like Ahaz was like, what? Israel is coming against us? And these uh, other folks, the Assyrians were coming against them. And they were badly shaken. How many times we get badly shaken? Listen to what the the message says. They shook like trees in the wind. Man, they were scared. Then God told Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, go and meet Ahaz, take your son, share whatever. Uh, That means the remnant will return. meet with you, meet with him south of the city at the end of the aqueduct where it empties into the upper pool on the road to the public laundry. Tell him, listen, calm down, don't be afraid. Man, isn't that great when somebody can come to you and say, calm down, a prophet at that? Calm down, don't be afraid, and don't panic over these two burnt out cases resin of Aram and the son of Remaliah. They talk big, but there's nothing to them. Oh my goodness. You know the devil know he can talk big, but that dude is crazy. <laughs> he don't know what he's talking about. Aram along with Ephraim's son of Remaliah have plotted, plotted to do you harm. They've conspired against you saying, let's go to war against Judah. Dismember it, take it for ourselves and set the son of Tabiel up as a puppet king over it. Man, the devil was getting ready to mess up. But God the master says, oh, now we are getting somewhere. It won't happen. Nothing will come of it. Because the capital of Aram is Damascus and the king of Damascus is a mere man. resin. As for Ephraim in 65 years, listen to the prophet. He's prophesying now. It will be rubble, nothing left of it. The capital of Ephraim is Samaria and the king of Samaria is the mere son of Ramalia. If you don't take your stand in faith, listen to what? The prophet told uh, uh, Ahaz, if you don't take your stand in faith, you won't have a leg to stand on. Oh my God. God spoke again to Ahaz. This time he said, ask for a sign. I love this. Ask for a sign from God, ask me anything. Be extravagant, oh my God, if God came down and told me that, man, I don't know what I would be asking. But he he said that, he said, ask for the moon. But Ahaz said, I'd never do that. Look, pride, I'd never do that. I'd never make demands like that on God, stupid. (laughs) So Israel told him then listen to this government of David, it's bad enough that you make people tired with your pious, timid hypocrisies. But now you're making God tired. Oh man, I don't ever wanna make God tired. So the master is going to give you a sign anyway. Watch for this. A girl who is presently a virgin will get pregnant. She'll bear a son and name him Emmanuel, God with us. By the time the child is 12 years old, able to make moral decisions, the threat of war will be over. Relax, those two kings that you so worried will be out of the picture. It's the prophet talking. But also be warned, God will bring on you and your people and your government a judgment worse than anything since the time The kingdom split. That's because the man would not even believe what God said. King Ahaz. So, the promise of Isaiah, the promise of Emmanuel was prophesied in Isaiah and was a promise to Judah's king. It was a tumultuous, rebellious, and fearful time for the king and the people. But God offered him a choice. Trust God or suffer what? Defeat. He took defeat. You know, a lot of times we take defeat and don't even realize it. Cause we don't realize that we have a God that's with us. A God that knows everything from the beginning to the end. He was in the beginning and he was at the end. He, he knows everything. Through destruction was coming, though destruction was coming to Emmanuel's land, God was still with his people. He never left them. He's never left us. You can sit there and not say a word, but you know what? God is here. He's with us. He's with me. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. The ancient hope-filled prophecy came true in whom? Jesus. In Matthew 1, Mary became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. The angel said she'd have a son, right? And to name him Jesus. Emmanuel's not taken over the name of Jesus, but it's just another facet of Jesus, God being with us. All this occurred to fulfill that prophecy in Isaiah. Matthew one twenty-three in the New Living Translation, it said, look, the virgin will conceive a child. When I say look, what does that mean? Take note. Open your eyes to see. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Thank you, Lord. God is with you today. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what's going on. God is with us. What does Emmanuel means to you today? What does it mean to you? Think about it. God is and always has been with us. Uh, I just said that, but in Psalms 139, you know when you read Psalms 39, it tells you God is with you everywhere. God is everywhere you go, whatever you do. In the verse 7 through 10, it says, I can never escape from your spirit. You can't run from God. I can never get away. Listen to what the psalmists say. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your, your hand will guide me. I know I just came off a cruise and I'm on that ocean and I'm sitting on my balcony and I'm like, just the vastness of that ocean. It just grabbed me and I said, God, you are here even on this ocean. You know, and I could just just relax in, in the power of knowing that Jesus was with me there. And then it says in Jeremiah 23, 23 through 24, am I a God who is only close at hand? Says the Lord, no, I am far away at the same time cause you know we like to wander. We like to wander, sit there and not say a word, but we all like to wander and Jesus is there too. When you're wandering, wondering what I'm doing, what I'm, where I'm going, whatever, I'm there. So I'm not just near you when you're doing great and you're being a good little Christian and you're doing your Bible reading and you're praying. I'm not just there then. I'm there when you're far away from me. Can anyone hide from me in in a secret place? Am I not everywhere in all the heavens and the earth, says the Lord? He's with us. Always, and he's always there. He'll always be with us. He created us for relationship with him. So I talked about that, but he revealed himself to the Jews as I am. And I love I am, because I love this. Whatever I need him to be to me at the time that I need him to be it, that's who he is. Okay? So I can't just say, well, you know, Jesus is my provider. I may not need the provider, I might need Jesus as the healer, okay? But he's whatever I need, whenever I need him to be. A present, this, I love this. Jesus is a present, personable, and knowledgeable God. Have you made him that? Have you made him that? He he is creating a hunger for intimacy with him. Man, I can't stress enough to intimacy with God. You can try to get intimate with, with, you know, women can try to get intimate with men and vice versa. But you don't want to get intimate with Jesus, I don't understand it. We have a God who's wanting to have relationship with us. And it doesn't take a lot. See, we've put God in such a box that I gotta do this to have a relationship with him, I gotta do that, and I gotta do that. You made yourself crazy trying to figure out how to have a relationship with God. Just be. Be you, I'm learning that. I was telling a friend of mine the other night, I said, I'm learning to be me, Margaret. If you don't like Margaret, I'm sorry, because this is who God made me to be, okay? And I go to God like that, it's me. I may have messed up today, but you know what? You're here, so you need to tell me what I need to do to get out of this. Got to be real. Stop trying to put God in a box and make him more difficult than who he is. He's God. He wants to have a relationship with us. He created us for relationship with him. A present, a personable, and a knowable God. A knowable God. I'm not talking about just knowing him up here. When, when Adam knew Eve, that meant they had sexual relationship. That's intimacy. That's what God is talking about. I want to be intimate with you. Our sin separated us from him. So God put into action, since he always wanted nothing but a relationship with us, he sent Jesus. Emmanuel and he drew us close despite of sin. Ooh, y'all should be jumping up and down and screaming. God is so good, he sent Jesus so that he could have a relationship with us. The almighty, the all-knowing God, that we could have an intimate relationship with him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, you're right, hallelujah. He looked upon our sin-ravished world and he saw our hopelessness. We were hopeless. And our attempts to make ourselves right. You know, we've attempted to make our own selves right. That's because we put God in this little box. He literally came to us and he became God with us. And I'm gonna take it even a little further than that. God is with us through family in the body of Christ. You know when I'm with family in the body of Christ, I know God is with us. Oh man, I, you know, Uh, uh, when I think about just being in the presence of my sisters and brothers in Christ, God is with me through my family here. And I'm just so grateful that I can come here and man, I feel God is here. His presence is so prevalent. If you don't feel it, uh, you better check yourself (laughs) because His presence is here today because you guys are here. And I feel close to God because of you. So that's the other step that we feel God's presence through his people. God is also with us today through the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you think I'm gonna leave leave the Holy Spirit out? No, no, no. Cause see, when Jesus left, he said, "Uh, I'm gonna send you someone just like me. Cause I can't be with you all in in the natural, in the physical, but I got the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna send to each and every one of you. I'm gonna live in you, teach you all things through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, thank you, Holy Spirit. The gift of Christmas was always meant for us. He is with us, always. And the Holy Spirit is the guarantee that God is with us. Oh, every time I think of Holy Spirit, I know He lives in me. He's the guarantee that God is with me and He'll always be with me. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. You might feel left alone and and forsaken, but get yourself together, because that's not right. That's the devil telling you that. He's never left us, never will, unless you just uh, fly away from him, but I just read the scripture. I don't care where you go, he's there. So try to run if you want to. You know, he is with us always. We have the promise even when we feel alone, discouraged, abandoned. Oh my goodness, how we can feel abandoned. I got to thinking about my mother the other day and I'm like, oh man, I miss my mother so, you know, cause it's Christmas And my mother and I used to do shopping and we always say Christmas Eve to get one, our last gift. And I'm like, what am I gonna do on Christmas Eve now? You know, I don't have my mama here to go with me and you know, I got to feeling sorry for myself. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit come to me and say, God is with you. You think you gonna get up there and preach about God is with you and you acting like this? No, God is with me. Mama may not be here, but Holy Spirit is. He's here, so I have nothing to fret about. We have nothing, absolutely nothing to fret about. He'll never leave us, he'll never forsake us. In Matthew eight twenty eight twenty, 20, and be sure of this, now, Be sure of it, this is the word, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Is that not good news? That's good news. That's the gospel. Y'all got to get more excited. Maybe I'm just crazy, cause I'm excited. When God's word is being preached, come on, God is good. He wants us to just get excited about what he's doing. I know we all have levels of excitement, but God is good. When somebody telling me I'll never leave you or forsake you, man, nobody in this room can tell me that other than Jesus. I know Rod loves me. I love him, but he can't really say that. He won't ever leave me or forsake me. Only God can tell you that. God is good. He is so good. I am amazed how God, how so good God is. He just wants to love us. He just wants to have a relationship with us. He just wants us to know that he's with us. He wants to encourage you today, to let you know, even during this time of Christmas time, people are tripping, they're they're doing all kind of running around and all of that, he doesn't want us to forget who he is that he's with us. So when you turn on the radio or whatever and you hear Emmanuel or oh come oh come o Emmanuel, you'll know what God is saying to you. Don't just take this word and, and, and just listen to me right now. It's a word from God to let you know I don't care what you're going through. He's there because I tell you the things I'm going through, I better know he's with me. Cause if I didn't, I'd be saying bye. I don't wanna have nothing else to do with God. He ain't done nothing for me. You know, we'll get like that. But you know what, God is good. And he'll meet you where where we are. Uh, This morning in our family prayer, we have family prayer every other Sunday morning with uh, the Allen family. And uh, the word came today was that God will meet you where you are. Do you know that's God with us? See, we think we got to perform and, and be all this and be all that and, and work till our hands are falling off, you know, doing this and doing that. And I remember my mother telling me years ago, it don't take all of that, Margaret. I'm running around for the, thinking I'm, I'm working for the Lord but I was crazy trying to get brownie points. We know about that, don't we? You know, being in the church and thinking I'm all of that in a bag of chips. That's just doing all of that. My mother, I'll never forget, and my mother loved God with all of her heart. She was such a wonderful woman in the Lord. And she came, she said, Margaret, let mama tell you It doesn't take all of that. I'll never forget that. Just be you. She always tried to teach me to be me. And I wish she was here today so she can see that I'm working through being me. Being me because of what God has done for me. Because God is with me. How does God with you change everything? How does it change everything? How did you come in today? Thinking you were all that in a bag of chips? Thinking that I got it all together? Or thinking that God, he ain't never done nothing for me. Why am I trying to trust him? Doubt in your heart. How's it changing you today? after you've heard God's word. It's not me standing up here, I've decreased. He's increased in me to preach this word to you today that you get it, that you get it. Plow up, I've, I've asked the Lord to plow up all the stony hearts today so that the seeds can be planted so that you will get this word. And tomorrow when you think that you're nothing or all of this, that God will bring this word back to you. That no matter what, God is with me. It's not, it's not I, okay? It's Jesus, he's speaking. Because of Christ's resurrection and death, because see, we could not have God with us without the resurrection and the death of Jesus. Okay? Because of Christ's resurrection and death, we can truly receive the gift God is with us. He gives us strength in place of weakness. If you're weak, he gives us strength. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's God with us. He gives us courage in place of fear. How much fear is around this whole area, around everywhere? Fear, 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 fear of this, fear of that. Who's going to become president? Who's not going to become president? All the wars and everything, it'll bring fear if you let it but courage in place of fear. And I love this, a vibrant life in those dark places that seem dead. Are you dead anywhere in your life? Sometimes we gotta take uh, uh, and look at ourselves and say, where are the dark places in life? Cause we got them. Don't sit up there looking holy as they say because we all got some dark places in our lives, but vibrant life in those dark places that seems dead. Who can only bring us out of that? God with us, Emmanuel. God with us. The fullness of God with us will be when he returns. I mean, he's with us now, but can you imagine when he comes back? I was just reading in Revelation that God will be light. We, don't, we won't need lamps or light, or, but he, that light will come from God. He is with, he'll be with us even then. You know, I used to get a little fearful about what's going to happen when Jesus comes back, but I can't wait. And we, we need to know that the fullness of God will be with us when he returns. He will, we will be his people. I love this. And he will be our God. God with us. God with us. I know you say, I wish he stopped saying that. Well, I'm gonna keep saying it <laughs> till you get it till it gets down in your knower, that you know, that you know, that you know that God is with you. No matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, that you'll know that God is with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Reflecting on the name of Emmanuel. How have you experienced Emmanuel? God being with you in your life so far. These are things to take home and think about. You know what, take these scriptures I've given you, write them down, go home for yourself and let God speak to you about Emmanuel. So many times we'll come to church, hear the word, and just go home. But God is saying, you gotta take these things to heart, cause. We're going through some times now we've never been through. If you don't know God is with you, you won't make it, okay? I'm not trying to scare y'all, quit looking at me like that. I'm just telling you what God is saying. You got to know in your knower that God is with you. So take these scriptures home and go over them yourself and let God reveal to you that he is God with you. So we're gonna get in our prayer groups and what I want you to do today is ask God to give each one of you a greater revelation of Emmanuel. See, I think about these prayer groups, they've been so powerful. There's many testimonies about the prayer groups. But can you imagine if we're all praying the same thing, one place in one accord, praying for each other to have a revelation of Emmanuel during this season, what God will do. Look at all the people in here. And we're all praying the same thing. So I want you to get in your groups and pray that over each other, that we have a deeper revelation of who, you might say, I'm, I'm cool, you know, I know who Emmanuel is. I don't need nobody praying over me. Wrong. We need Emmanuel no matter what. So pray that today when you get in your groups and we'll have testimonies like crazy. Now Pastor Jeremy's asking for testimonies. I'm believing next week all kind of testimonies gonna come forth because you'll realize how good God is to, to you. Okay? So Father, we just thank you. We bless you. Lord, I'm so grateful for Emmanuel. God, you were in Jesus reconciling the world to yourself. And Lord, that only means that you wanted a relationship with us. And Lord, we answer the call to be in relationship with you. Whatever that means to us, Lord, open our eyes to see. Open our ears to hear what Holy Spirit is saying. Open our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to Radiant Church. Open our ears. Open our hearts. Open our minds. Lord, we just thank you that we serve such a rich God, a knowable God, a personable God, a God that is more than enough, That a God that you hear our cry. Hear our cry, O oh God. Attend unto our prayers. From the ends of the earth will we cry out to you, Lord, when our hearts are overwhelmed, lead us to the rock that is higher than us. We're grateful, Lord. We're grateful for God being with us. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, that you did not leave us uh, as orphans, that you came and, and, and gave us the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into all truth. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you didn't leave us alone. And we bless you this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Hallelujah. Now you can get in your groups and remember to just pray That we see Emmanuel. Amen.